Brooks Busted next on One Nation. Hello, America. Welcome to One Nation. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Jacobs. You know, when I was a kid, I used to, I read a book called To Seek a Newer World by Robert F. Kennedy. To Seek a Newer World by Robert F. Kennedy. And that book, uh, that book had a profound impact uh, in my young life. I was only 12 years old at the time. And uh, I call it, this was the day and age of the old conservative Democrats uh, who believed in uh, fiscal responsibility, who loved America, who loved the United States of America, who believed in the Constitution, most Democrats at least. Now, I have to admit my own bias. I was raised in a Democratic, conservative Democratic home. My father fought in World War II. Uh, we were, they were conservative uh, Catholics or conservative Democrats. As I was raised, uh, Robert F. Kennedy was my hero. Uh, I was devastated when he was assassinated in June of 1968. But I got to tell you something. It's very interesting because, you know, Joe Biden, he loves to have this symbolism all around him. So in the White House, there's a bust of Robert Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy right behind him. Now, this is very interesting because the son of Robert Kennedy, JFK Jr., is running for president of the United States. So you got Robert Kennedy's son, Robert Kennedy Jr. versus Joe Biden. Now this is something else. This is, this is quite exciting, by the way. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. wrote the excellent book called The Real Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, Big Pharma, and the Global War on Democracy and Public Health. I would highly, highly recommend it. It's absolutely chock full of uh, factual evidence indicting the World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, the United Nations, and Big Farms collusion and corruption with the Democratic Party, during, especially before and especially during the whole China virus fiasco. Now, I bring that up because De Joe Biden is scared to death to debate JFK Jr. So he has all this Democratic, you know, uh, these busts surrounding him, these symbols surrounding him. And the fact of the matter is he realizes that the old Democratic school realizes that Joe Biden is poison for their party and for America. He even has a bust of Cesar Chavez. I don't, I don't know if you know who he is, but Cesar Chavez is a famous Mexican-American born in Yuma, Arizona, uh, a fighter for uh, immigrant rights, legal immigration rights for the hard workers in the fields of, of Arizona, California, Southwest America. And Cesar Chavez was against illegal aliens surging and flooding like they are into the United States of America. When I spoke at University of Arizona last year, I spoke at the Cesar Chavez building and had them help those young kids become aware of the fact that Cesar Chavez, the so-called hero of Joe Biden, was against what Joe Biden is for, which is the surging, the flooding of literally millions and millions of illegal aliens into the United States of America. Joe Biden also has a, a bust of Martin Luther King Jr. in the White House. 
And uh, what's so interesting about this is Martin Luther King, in, in August of 1963, he gave his incredible I Have a Dream speech where he had this vision that America lived up to its creed that all men and women, that all people are created equal before the eyes of God Almighty, and that men and women were judged by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. And yet in this day and age, we live in a day and age where the Democrats, the wokocrats, that's all they talk about. Po uh, um, uh, identity politics, uh, pigmentation politics, melanin Marxism. It's, it's BIPOC, it's black, indigenous, people of color, it's intersectionality, it's the L, G, B, T, Q, uh, X, Y, Z, plus, and all the various groups, the segregationists, the se segregationists that's coming up in relationship to all these various groups and the big bad person in the room, the big bad person destroying the United States, according to the narrative of the wokocrats, are white folk. In fact, President Biden just spoke at Howard University where he said that white supremacy is the greatest terrorism threat as the 2024 race heats up. Typical pablum over and over again. When an election comes, they say the Republicans are going to steal Social Security, they're going to steal Medicare, and it's nothing but a bunch of old white guys that are spreading white supremacy across the country. So the old white guy, Joe Biden, goes around preaching this insane wokeism nonsense with no empirical backing, with no evidence whatsoever. You know, voting is Jim Crow point two, and more people voted in the election of 2020 than, than in, in, in history. Uh, in the election of 2022, they broke all kinds of records down in Georgia. But it was Jim Crow going on because there's a bunch of evil white guys trying to stop black people from voting. It's a lie people. It's an outright lie. It's the same old, same old pablum. The, you know, the worn out racist card, here we go again. It, white terrorism, white supremacy is destroying the United States of America. You know what's destroying the United States of America is the Democratic Party's woke agenda in a thousand different areas. But for us, for us to talk about that, I'll be right back for the rest of the story. Welcome back to One Nation, people. I'm your host again, Dr. Jake Jacobs. Now, I got to tell you something. We talk about all these things going on, the war, the, 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 Barack, uh, the, uh, the Biden, I say Barack Obama, that's a Freudian slip, because the fact of the matter is we're in the third administration of Obama administration here, because Joe Biden is nothing but a puppet for Barack Obama. But we're talking about his war on fossil fuel, American energy, his war on citizenship, his war uh, f uh, advocating open borders. We're Literally millions and millions of illegal aliens are flooding into America with sex trafficking, human trafficking, fentanyl spreading all throughout the country. But not only that, as we're in the midst of this big debt ceiling debate, we have had a record number of spending, printing and borrowing money like we haven't seen in this country in a long, long time. In fact, I, I've never seen had so much fun bankrupting America as I am now, declares old Brandon Biden. 
calling for a $6 trillion budget. Actually, a $6 trillion budget is even smaller when you add everything going on here. We're heading more towards $10 trillion of printing and spending and borrowing money from the communist Chinese and other countries like we've never seen before in our history. But something even more than that that I think I want us to be aware of. You know, very few people are aware of the fact that Barack Obama's mentor was a guy by the name of Saul Alinsky. Saul Alinsky, who back in the early 70s wrote a book called Rules for Radicals, where he declares that Lucifer was the very first radical. Here's a picture we have of Hillary Rodham Clinton, well, before she was Clinton, and she, of course, did her undergraduate uh, dissertation on Saul Olinsky. She loved Saul Olinsky. She admired Saul Olinsky. She learned from Saul Olinsky. She has a chapter in her book, excuse me, she, that was a Freudian slip again. Um, Saul Olinsky has a chapter in his book called Tactics. Tactics means doing what you can with what you have. That's the quote Saul Linsky. Then he goes on to say, ridicule is man's most important weapon. Ridicule. Keep the pressure on with different tactics and actions and utilize all events of the period for your purpose. The 11th rule. If you push a negative hard and deep enough, it will break through into its counterside. And this, I call it the Alinskying of the United States of America. Hillary, Barack Obama did that. I, I, I talked about that in my book, Mobocracy, the cultural and political war to destroy our republic under God. I mentioned, I have a whole chapter in there on the Marxist socialist background of Barack Obama. I talk about his mentor, Saul Alinsky. I talk about the influence of cultural Marxism, of, of socialism, of the Students for a Democratic Society, which was a socialist entity that was working on college campuses, and that socialist professors were planting their socialist Marxist seeds within American culture. And when Barack Obama went to Occidental, went to Columbia and Harvard Law School and learned critical racist theory from Derrick Bell, he was learning a Marxist paradigm. He was learning, he was, he was learning how to, in essence, use the ideas of Olinsky, Karl Marx, and other various uh, Marxist teachers like Derrick Bell to be able to wear down our republic under God. And so, in essence, what you have with these, these tactics, these Alinsky tactics, implemented by Barack Obama, when she was in Barack Obama's uh, cabinet as the uh, head of the State Department, so, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton, she very cleverly utilized the tactics by Saul Alinsky she took for granted that Donald Trump would be an easy opponent that could be easily destroyed. She hardly campaigned. She was weak and tired on a campaign trail, pictures of her collapsing and falling down. She didn't even come to Wisconsin. Once she won the nomination, she sent her lackey, her daughter, up to Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's when I recognized and realized that Donald Trump was outmaneuvering her, was out electoral colleging her because he was going up into Maine to even get the one possible electoral vote that he could get in a certain section of Maine. 
He was playing the Electoral College seriously, and he campaigned day in and day out, week in and week out, month in and month out, destroyed the Republican rhinos and sinos. Sinos are conservatives in name only. Then he took on the corrupt Alinsky-Hillary machine, that corrupt machine, and he destroyed that machine. But you know, it's something very interesting. From the very beginning of the campaign, even though she underestimated Donald Trump and overestimated her own appeal as she sat in her basement campaigning for the most part, she had a strategy, and that strategy was to, in essence, pretend that Russia was working with Donald Trump to win the election. The illicit scheme to clear Hillary Clinton and frame Donald Trump from day one. We saw that during the campaign, Hillary was stirring up this fabricated plot that he was in collusion and obstructing justice and working with the Ruskies, working with Putin to steal the election. And she spent millions of dollars on, 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 on her, uh, uh, her celebration balloons and things related. And then the news came out that Donald Trump won because they had become awakened to the, the corruption, the, the crime syndicate corruption of the Hillary, uh, you know, Hillary machine, Democratic machine, the Alinsky machine. And they wanted somebody like a strong Donald Trump to take on the deep state, the deep swamp. But from the very first day of January 20th of 2016, the Washington Post had a headline that there was a time for a coup against Donald Trump. And Hillary and her machine before the election and then after the election continued to fabricate, fabricate lies upon lies upon lies about collusion with Russia. It was proven to be a hoax. And then you had, they spent millions and millions of dollars on the Mueller report, right? The Mueller report. And they literally, for years, he's investigating and he's looking for a way to, to prove that Donald Trump was in collusion and obstructed justice and get, was, get, get what the conclusion was of the Mueller report. It was no collusion, no obstruction. Yeah, but you know, it's interesting. When that report came out, the leftists, the wokocrats, the mainstream media, they were crying away. They were just bawling and blabbering and saying, it can't be, it's not true. The, the Mueller report or the Mueller report, it doesn't vindicate Trump. He was involved with collusion. He was involved with corruption. You know, the left-wing mainstream media, they're propagandists. They're like the Soviet Union's Pravda. These guys aren't objective. They're subjective political left-wing activists, and they manipulate, and they, 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 they twist, and they, they uh, destroy the media to defend leftism, wokeism in America. And you know, here it is. Four years later, it's almost, it's a little over four years to the day that the Durham report comes out, right? And the Durham report says, guess what? There's no collusion. There was no Russian hoax. This, this was a whack job. The FBI and, Hillary, and, and, the, and the DOJ and Hillary Clinton were involved in trying to destroy Donald Trump. This is absolutely insane, people. I want you to see a list of some of the people that were involved in this. 
You have FBI found guilty, the DOJ found guilty, Comey, head of the FBI, guilty, McCabe, guilty, Lisa Page, guilty. A lot of these people are people who worked in the Obama administration, Rosenstein, guilty, Chris Ray, guilty, Sally Yates, Lisa Monocle, John Carlin, Christopher Steele, they call it the Steele dossier. This was all made up. This was stuff that Hillary Clinton was behind. It was her plan, her plan learning from Saul Alinsky's tactics to destroy your political opponent. Dozens and dozens of individuals guilty of an attempted coup d'etat, a permanent coup to try to destroy Donald Trump. I want you to hear, this is very interesting because Jake Tapper said something a few days ago about this Durham report that didn't bode very well for him because the left-wing media activists were not happy that he actually was intellectually honest when he said this. The years-long investigation is over and John Durham, the special counsel investigating whether there was any misconduct by the FBI in the Trump-Russia investigation, just released his findings. For years, as you may recall, Donald Trump and his supporters pinned their hopes on the investigation uh, by the former U.S. attorney for Connecticut. John Durham, later named special counsel by Attorney General Bill Barr. Trump and his allies arguing that Durham would exonerate him and his 2016 campaign and associates from any hint of improper behavior regarding the Russian government's attempts to interfere in the 2016 election. Durham is coming, was the slogan and the meme tweeted by Republican lawmakers uh, and the president's uh, family, hinting that Durham would lead to bombshell indictments of those who investigated Trump. Now, the bombshell indictments did not happen. Uh, Durham did get one minor court victory, two court losses. Uh, but President Trump appeared so confident of what Durham would find, he openly uh, pressured the special counsel to release his findings before the 2020 election. Regardless, the report is now here, it has dropped, and it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI, and to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. And to a certain degree, exonerates Donald Trump. Not to a certain degree. It in totality exonerates Donald Trump. The left-wing media, Hollywood, the comedy, the comedy central people, all these Hollywood mucky mucks, all these left-wingers were saying Donald Trump is full of it. He's in collusion with Russia. And Trump said they are out to try to destroy me. Wake up, smell the roses, see what they're doing. They understood this. People, when it's very interesting how these people from within the deep swamp, the deep state, the Department of Justice, you think the Department of Justice is going to investigate the Department of Justice? And ironically, the building that the Department of Justice is in is the Robert F. Kennedy building. I'm not kidding you. If Robert F. Kennedy was alive today, he would say, what's happened to my party? My, my party has become completely corrupt, completely woke. It's, it's become treasonous. When members of top officials of the FBI and the DOJ work with Barack Obama and his people and Joe Biden and his people, when they are in collusion together to destroy the presidency, the candidacy, and then the presidency of Donald Trump, you know there's something is rotten in Denmark. Something is rotten in the District of Columbia. And that rottenness is the Alinskyites like Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, and Joe Biden.
And you know, when I think of it, October of, of 2020, when the oldest newspaper in America, regular running newspaper, the New York Post, comes out with the Hunter Biden fiasco, exposing the, the Biden crime syndicate family. And the media laughs about it, and they, they demonetize, and they cancel people on Twitter, and they destroy Parler, and, they, and they, they go after Fox News and Newsmax and One American News, and they, in essence, say the New York Post is full of it. Well, the FBI, we now come to find out, had been investigating Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and Joe Biden for two years before the 2020 election. And now we come to find out that even as we speak, Joe Biden's administration is taking out the IRS whistleblower. As we speak, as you're watching this program, so not only do we see that that deep swamp corruption trying to cover up Hillary's corrupt uh, uh, activities, illegal activities, and working with the Obama people, and then working with the Biden people, which is in essence are the retreads of the Obama administration, here they are colluding together to ignore the Hunter Biden reality of what's happening within the Biden crime family and ignoring the collusion that was going on to destroy Donald Trump in the 2016 election and all throughout his presidency. And by the way, I'm going to make a prediction. I, maybe, I, I, you know, who, who knows when you make predictions? You keep an eye on Michelle Obama. You keep an eye on her because they are, they are very concerned about the, about the mental capabilities of Joe Biden. He's making mistake upon mistake upon mistake. And they recognize they need, they need something young and fresh. And Michelle Obama, she, she would be a formidable candidate, a former first lady, lawyer, very bright. She's got the name. That would make that they Oprah would love her. Hollywood would adore her. Comedy Central people would would eulogize her. She'd be on the cover of every major magazine from Rolling Stone to Vanity Fair. You name it. Keep your eye on Michelle Obama and Barack would love once again to be having making her his his puppet in the midst of controlling. We would have for for all practical purposes, the fourth administration of the corrupt Barack Obama. We are in some very serious times in American history, people. It makes me think of uh, Bill Ayers. Remember the non-friend friend of uh, Barack and Michelle Obama? Bill Ayers, a member of the radical uh, weather underground, the Students for a Democratic Society, when he said, I'm guilty as hell and free as a bird. By the way, this picture we're using here, it's not Bill Ayers. It's actually John Jacobs, no relation, but John Jacobs was also a member of the Students for a Democratic Society, which were a bunch of left-wing Marxist radicals who wanted to destroy the United States of America, along with Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn. Those were the friends of Barack Obama when he and Michelle started their campaign, when, they, when he actually started his senatorial campaign in Illinois, he was working with Bill Ayers. And I cover that in my book, Mobocracy, where he in essence says, I don't know him. I don't have, and then they did research and they found out they knew him quite well. He even adores some of Bill Ayers' books. And Bill Ayers, the FBI was looking for him. They came above ground, got their PhDs, their EDDs, and became teachers of wokeism in our universities. That same Bill Ayers who called for a Marxist revolution in the streets of America, in essence says, I'm guilty as hell and free as a bird. Well, you know what, people?
Those people in the FBI and the DOJ and the Hillary Clinton machine and the Barack Obama machine, they are guilty as hell and free as a bird, and sadly, nothing will come about it. Nobody will be arrested. Nobody will spend time in jail. You know, he says America was a great nation, but she dies as lies permeate our society in a thousand different ways. Pray for our republic under God. Be bold, take action, and get involved. So until we meet again, Godspeed, God bless, and happy trails to you.